0: And welcome to Meanwhile in the Falklands, episode number 185. And listen, in case you're thinking, is that a spooky door that's just opened up? It wasn't. It's Oliver sitting on one of the old chairs we've got in the uh, studio and just leaned back on it. And it was a bit of a noisy there.
1: Yeah, I kind of messed up there, I think. I just thought no one could notice it, but Paula straight away noticed it. Yeah, it's a very squeaky... Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's a very squeaky chair if you turn around. Yeah. So, I'm going so to...
0: a lot of our listeners are sit, you know, headphones on, walking the dog. That's you, Scott, by the way. Or, you know, having a little wander around and then they'll hear everything, you see. I'll yeah. keep
1: I'll keep very still, but I have uh, swizzly chairs i my weakness of the sub-tags.
0: yeah um i am tell you what I find. Um, I've just been looking on uh, the Falk Alliance Community Board. Have a look, see if there's anything we can talk about. And um, I love the fact that people, somebody obviously um, up on the east side of Stanley t- this morning woke up, opened their curtains to discover there was a sheep in their garden, um, and has put on Facebook, "Is this your lawnmower?" Um, somebody has now claimed the sheep, and she's got, and they've gone to collect her and said so she's all right. But um, I mean, did you see that when you were on? because obviously I, when you first joined us, I told you to join things like that. Mm. What did you think of posts like that?
1: I think they're, I think they're hilarious. I, people put a bit of a jokey twist to it as well. So like I say, sheep are renowned for eating grass, to very, you know very, very small. So yeah, I just think some of them are quite funny. Some of them are quite... Um, I don't know, controversial, but the majority sometimes, of them are funny. Sometimes. Yeah, majority of them are funny. So there's
0: one sheep um, on Jeremy Moore Avenue, actually, that sort of escapes from its garden and then walks up the road on the, on the pavement, my time, might I add, um, and then just has a little wander and then walks back and goes back, in, back to their own garden. Um, chickens are the ones that generally get lost.
1: Well, it's funny because apparently FITV, well, you'll know when it, FITV house, they had a, uh, a sheep at one point, didn't they? They
0: did have a sheep. It wasn't their sheep, though. It was somebody else's sheep and it just came in to eat the grass. They did have <laughs> ducks at one stage, um, which was awful because one of the ladies who, who worked for us was terrified of birds. Um, oh, really? And the thing is they had three male ducks, which is not great in the duck world um, to have three male ducks together because they get very aggressive uh. with each other and eventually they had to... Um, Go and live on a farm somewhere on the west.
1: Well, fairly, <laughs> well at, at the moment, we've got a pet rock. That's as far as we've got. We've we got uh, some chickens from a next-door neighbour, or a neighbour, and the, the chickens keep coming in in the morning and waking Ooh. us up and then going yeah. to their uh, coop. So it's yeah. quite... <laughs> that's basically it to be house at the moment. So
0: One of the most funny and t- quite terrifying things to see is a chicken running towards you. Oh, really? If, like, yeah, if you're straight on... And a chicken's running towards you. It is both terrifying but hilariously funny at the same time. It's uh, worth trying to sort out, actually, so you can have a look. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, listen, it's just me and Ollie again this week. Um, Hannah's doing well in the UK. We've got our new Lady Catherine, who will be mm. uh, coming down mid-September. But they will both have to quarantine for two weeks. Mm. Um, and then we should be back. We'll be back up to full, full speed yeah, we love Again.
1: Four, four people then,
0: won't we? Well, and Tom yeah, as well. and Tom as well, five. Um, we did, did give a little shout-out for Tom last week because he did that fantastic graphics for us for the uh, Indoor Football League. Now, something's happened with that Football League because I saw when you did the last piece, mm. it now lo- no longer says Week 10, it says Week 1, brackets 2. What's going on? Yes,
1: so in the Stanley Services League, they start off with the first nine weeks as a massive group of ten teams. Um, and then to try and even it out a bit because some teams are leading uh, the league massively and some teams are, are losing every week. So they've split the league into two. Um, right. So they have the Stanley Services Trophy and they yeah. have the Stanley Services Shield. So two teams of five now.
0: And that's a plate, really, that's
1: isn't a, it? Yeah, or a plate, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and, uh, so now they have five teams now competing. So they play four, four more games um, to see who wins that trophy. And they have again in the in the plate as well, um, so it's the first. Last week was the first week of phase two, okay. Uh, and this week is now obviously phase uh, the second week of phase two, um, okay. So it's getting quite interesting so far. Okay, so. all
0: right. So that's a little sp- bit of sport for you there, Stephen. If you um still still listening with us,
1: but we have done loads and loads of um like every week we've been putting highlights up, um from the, from um from the Stanley services indoor football league. So. Stephen if you want to have a look on our Facebook page it'll be on there Yeah, little,
0: little so nice um, what's else been happening this week um, um, not a lot really I've just been talking to our new lady obviously talking about when she comes and she's in quarantine what she's going to do if you had to go into quarantine right now Ollie um, what would you what would be your thing that you would do so you're not allowed to leave the house yeah. so how would you remain sane what kind of things would you do
1: I'm quite good at that to find little things to do. So, I've got a new dartboard, so I'll be practicing on the dartboard. No board. darts though. No darts. If anyone would so I'll like, sharpen pencils. Yeah. If anyone would
0: like to <laughs> donate darts to Ollie, he'd be very grateful.
1: Yeah. But, yep. Thanks. But I, I, I don't know. I'd make my own darts. I think I'll do something with it. Um And then obviously we've got we've set up the uh, living room as like a, a gaming area. So we've got loads and loads of. Video games to play. Lucky uh, or, you,
0: Catherine. Eh?
1: Well, I think that might be changing, I guess. <laughs> so, if I, when the Catherine arrives, but yeah, we've got that as well. Um, and generally, just maybe just keeping myself fit and active, because uh, I'm presuming if you you know stay by yourself for two weeks, you know you might go a bit. I don't know. You know, it, it must be quite. I haven't quarantined yet, so um, but it must be quite difficult to sit around for two weeks, not doing much.
0: My daughter is um, living in the UK at the moment, and she. Obviously, the the UK are in that self-isolation stuff. And she was talking about tomorrow, which is the 5th of September, my birthday, by the way, if you want to send me birthday greetings. <laughs> um, tomorrow's the 5th of September, which apparently is Digital Detox Day. And she mentioned a couple of YouTubers oh, okay. or bloggers or vloggers or whatever who were sort of saying that this is a really good thing to do. And I know um, I've met younger people who... Um, are are very devoted to digital and online and social media and it's actually affected them mentally. I mean, do you have regular details? Because you're a lot younger than I am. <laughs> you, um, are you that bothered with social media or...?
1: Without getting too much... into it, Social media is a brilliant tool to use to connect people from overseas and, you know, to talk to people. But if you let it get on top of you, if you go uh, go home and scroll on social media and look at things for three hours and you don't really achieve it's a
0: waste much. of time really yeah Well,
1: exactly and, and another thing as well is you you start to develop envy for other people so you look at oh this person's doing this but this person and it's doing a that. lot as, as, as
0: yeah. somebody said that to me and it, a, a lot of it is staged isn't it absolutely i was amazed that you get like face tuning apps that yeah. that like smooth out all your wrinkles and stuff like i need that <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you, well, that's what I mean. So you, people put on there their most epic, you know, they're the, you know, the, the the best of themselves mm. on there. When in re, you know, in reality, it's not like that at no. all. And I have worked in social media before, and it is, if it does get on top of you, it does hurt, um, especially. But yeah. I do think that's a nice thing to have a digital detox day. So,
0: fifth of September is the official detox, uh, digital detox day. I have to say, if we had known about that before, earlier on in the week we probably would have done something oh, um, in the programme about it. Um, but anyway, so the pro- my daughter is going to, going to come off um, all of the internet um, and just shut it down just for one day and just have a day. So she's going, I'm just wondering what else to do. Um, but she's very close, living very close to where my parents are, and my old ukulele is sitting in that <laughs> house not doing anything. Get yourself the ukulele, darling. Go and learn how to play that.
1: Well, that's another thing, you know, if I didn't have the games or the dartboard, I would... You'd play the ukulele. Well, not the ukulele, (laughs) but in the FITV house, we're quite lucky that we've got a bread maker, we've got pasta maker, we've got all this stuff. (laughs) So Uh, so lucky you, you, Catherine. But um, yeah, so I'd be definitely focusing my mind on making, you know, the best loaf or making you know just did you make pasta Have you made pasta with it yeah yeah it's yeah. quite good and so, yeah you've used it as well i've so used
0: it as well yeah i had to borrow it yeah
1: no it's it's, uh, it's very good but like i said just these little things these little skills uh, steve joined
0: like. the hipster movement earlier on in the week and made a sourdough starter
1: very nice it um, was very nice
0: <laughs> <laughs> and bought in some french stick that had taken like four days to create um, he was so
1: happy with it he loved oops. it it was awesome bless his um, heart yeah no it, it was good but like i say you know just just Doing little things really, and I'd probably turn the hallway into a short mat bowls. Uh, oh yes, uh, hallway. I don't yeah. know um, rink. I don't know if you. Do call you know it what like I green. was?
0: I was thinking about that because listener, um, Ollie is very much into short mat bowls, and the problem is finding somewhere decent to practice really. Yeah. So I was suggesting that you did it in the Stanley Services corridor because there's a fairly long corridor down here. Yeah. And I wondered if we opened our, this office door and your office door, which is the opposite end of the. Uh, the opposite side of the corridor, you could start down one end and you could use that bias. It'd to be, curl you, in. Oh, You know when David shots. Beckham started, started his when he was a child, he used to go to the um, park and apparently his dad used to put hoops in the oh, okay. in the uh, goalposts and he had to aim the football into the hoop, which is why he's so good at bend doing it, stuff. Bend it like Beckham and all that. So we could have it, bend it like Ollie, down the
1: corridor. <laughs> nice ring to it. I like yeah, it. <laughs> and
0: use the bias um, and, and aim it so it comes in through the door using the bias oh, at I, the end. Could do, yeah, quite yeah good you're idea. on for that,
1: aren't you? you see the light bulb over the top of your head there? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That's we'll
0: ignore good. all the marks that yeah, it we'll will create. Yeah, we'll have to like, put some uh, <laughs> foam the... On, the, on the sides Yeah, make sure we're not annoying the other. Hey, but it's worth doing, isn't it? People have a look that's a good idea yeah. um so while ollie's doing uh short one bowls i've been into fi- in Fioda rehearsals that's all going according to plan that's coming up at the end of october stanley's um fitv are going to film that oh, um so that's all going very very well i've got to make a costume so i've got to sort that out soon
1: so you're in with Fioda then but what What's your role? Because you was the secretary at one point, but you've had an AGM, haven't you? Yes, yeah, so we um, had
0: an AGM last last week. I stood down as secretary, um, partly because I'm going to the UK next year. Um, so I didn't feel I could really give it my all over the... I mean, not that... Actually, there's it's not hard work at all, mm. but um, I won't be directing anything else. And um, so it's best it's passed on to someone else. It's somebody else's time to do that. But Um, but do
1: you make all the, uh, like, the costumes and the...
0: No, 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 we have a wardrobe department. Oh, brilliant. But um, I just enjoy making costumes sometimes, so as long as I don't have to do a whole cast, um, you know, it's nice just to do just one. I did my own costume for um, Lady Bracknell and just really enjoy it, Hmm. you know. But but if if I had to do the whole lot, no, I, I couldn't do that. Um, okay. That's that's why we have a wardrobe department. <laughs> Theresa and Ruth do all of that. Um, okay. Anyway, talking about uh, pastimes, um, coming up this coming weekend—no, not this weekend. Next weekend um, is a dying weekend for so the Spinners and Weavers Guild. So this is an epic, epic weekend if you're into that kind of thing. So what happens is that um, everyone who has in the Spinners and Weavers has the opportunity to die. Um, wool top so they can then spin it okay. um, so we have this massive dyeing weekend where we get all the microwaves out all the dye colors out and basically you just stand there and you dye kilos and kilos and kilos of wool ready
1: so are you going to go for like one color are you going to go for like multi oh no you go for multi color so you oh you'd, cool
0: you got to think about what you might use it for and what kind of colours you want and then you dye them like those colours but you can also dye multicolours on one piece of thing. You get some really nice effects when you then spin it up. So but what... I've just finished the wool that I dyed two years ago. Oh wow! Okay. So I dyed I dyed a shed load of it.
1: <laughs> what are you planning to make with it?
0: I don't know. Who knows yet? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? i we'll able to reveal knows? that suit later on. Yeah. Um, anyway, you've been having fun with a book that I gave you, which I'm almost regretting giving you now. Um, but, I love it. But um, it's the, it sounds weird, the 2009 diary from the Falkland Islands Museum, which, although out of date, has all these really uh, seriously interesting Absolutely. things in, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, and... Uh, <laughs> As soon as you gave it to me, it was like uh, Christmas came early for me. So it was really really, no, it was really, really nice. And what it is, is this book that tells you a lot about the history of the falcons and says what happened on this day. Um, so I might have been coming in every, well, a few mornings and be like, oh my God, look what happened here. Look, you know, look what happened on this day. Um, so I managed to use the book, the book of all knowledge that I now call it. That's a great name, yes. <laughs> and uh, I did a piece on the Camber Railway, which was um, one hundred and fifteen years ago since it was first used.
0: Little known, actually. I I was really quite surprised how few people know about it, know of its existence.
1: Well, I went to the the Camber, uh, and it was quite a quiet. You know, it was it was quite an eerie place to go there. But it was it was so you know with the old tracks and things like that, and the old coal in stations um It was it was actually really really nice because it was just me with a camera and a, and a pot of tea as a standard uh, standard you know st- to take yeah. it over there. But yeah, it was just it was so it was just nice just to go <laughs> there and film um and just 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 to see a bit more about the falcons and. you know the, It's worth having look. We since. will
0: stick that up on uh, on YouTube for people to have a look at if you don't subscribe to FiTV. But then why are you listening to this if you don't subscribe subscribe to FiTV? For goodness sake. <laughs> So get on and do that. That's your foot. Fir- in fact, pause this right now. Pause this podcast. Go to fitv.co.fk. Subscribe and then come back. Brilliant. There. See? It's worth doing. <laughs> worth but doing.
1: There is a lot as well in the coming weeks in the history department. It great. So,
0: it's great. I mean, Bodie um, Creek Bridge, which we have been trying to do a piece on for 10 years now. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you know, and it's a special birthday coming up, isn't it? I think in... In September, it's quite a hefty. Soon. Yes, yeah. so it'd be
1: quite nice to go there and and, and do another piece. Uh, well, to do a bit more filming on yeah. it. Yeah. Because I did go and I got a few nice shots of it.
0: Well, but... let's face it, you went when it absolutely chucked it down with snow. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm surprised you got anything at all. To be honest, it was <laughs> it was the day when the flakes were huge, huge yeah. flakes of snow coming down, and.
1: Um... I was warned about the falcon snow, but I just kind of dismissed it as oh, it's just like Yorkshire Yorkshire summer. But it um, no, but over. how wrong I was, it was, uh, it's, yeah, it's very very snowy, especially on that road as well, because it's, it's basically like yeah, a Yeah, you've got, you got to be
0: careful, you've um, got to be careful. So talking about um, going off to Bodie Creek, which is obviously uh, goose green, um, tourism in the Falklands generally is, is going to be really hard hit, and it's not just those people who are um, tour guides, it's, it's all the supplementary um, businesses that have grown up be- around it. Mm. So there is one of the most excellent um, gift shops in the Falklands, which is not open at the moment because there's no tourists. Mm. And um, I interviewed them years ago and they said, you know, the tourist season is how we keep going through the winter.
1: Well, there's, dry, there's not there's drivers, there's, you know, accommodation. Hotels,
0: cafes.
1: Lo- 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 loads yeah. of things. And it's become... It's one. It's, is it the biggest, or is it still fisheries? It's one it's of the biggest.
0: Fisheries anyway. is the biggest, and then it's tourism afterwards. Yeah.
1: Um, and there's so many view, so many sites here, and what we're seeing now on the community page or around is these um places are starting to advertise to to try and promote domestic tourism. Mm. But it's it must be quite difficult because obviously the last season was the highest on record. What fifty eight thousand yeah. people, and now the kind of catering towards 3,300 people. Yes, yeah, so it it's very quite...
0: difficult, isn't it? Very difficult.
1: Um, no, I was actually looking on the... We have this NASH drive that has all the archive footage of FITV and everything. Um, and I stumbled, you know, it's quite interesting, and I stumbled up onto this programme that we used to do called Falklands Out of Focus. Foof. Oh, Foof, should I say. Foof. Sorry. Uh, Could you tell Falkland's us a bit about it? Because I, Falklands I it Out of
0: Focus, what a brilliant thing that was. We only did one programme. Uh, we only did one it awesome. program. It took. We learnt a lot from it. I have to say, first thing being that interviews need to be two minutes <laughs> and no longer, if anything. But yes, it was. It, we did it in my house, so I invited. It's actually just as we did. We had just done a production for Fioda of Much Ado About Nothing, and I invited everyone to my house, um, and we just had them all sitting in the in the conservatory, and then. I, we interviewed people on my sofa in the lounge and then we had Jana in the kitchen cooking some squid and then we'd set up the uh, dining room table with some um, with a trash make the, to do um, and at that time there was a guy on uh, the legislative assembly called Michael Paul, who now works for Fortuna um, and we just took the mickey out of him actually throughout the whole out the whole thing because he was supposed to be one of the guests but he had to cancel at the last minute uh-huh. so every time we mentioned him we had this clip of him nodding his head and we slow-moed it down and we put like this kind of barry wright white-esque kind <laughs> of sexy music underneath it and just sort of paled it down a bit so every time we said about michael paul it went straight into this thing with him nodding as uh, uh, it was very funny it was very funny well. but it was a, yeah it was a really enjoyable thing to do uh, not the best thing to edit, I tell you that now. Ah, okay. Um, it, but we had good fun.
1: Just because I found it... Because obviously our flagship programme is Falcons in Focus. Falcons in and Focus. And then Focus out of Focus. you was, see what we did there? Yeah, I see, see what, what we did. Well, I'm sure the listener does as well. Um, <laughs> no, but how? where did it come from then? Was it just, let's try... Let's do yeah, this. we
0: just wanted to add to our programming. And at the time we had, you know, quite a few people working for us. And we sort of... Um, patched it together. Um, it did take an awful lot. I think it took about four, four hours to, to film, I think, in total. Um, but we had the basic plan. Like I say, we, we learnt a lot from it. Um, just from, from me editing it, I learnt um, a lot of things that we needed to do. Put a lot of li- little more animations in every so often to move from place to place. <clears throat> we had, it was also a great opportunity to stick some bloopers in there about things that yeah. had gone wrong that week. Because they, they, as you, you well know, when you were at short Matt bowls, um, <laughs> I think we're probably the only media that can put things like funny things in like that. Bloopers, yeah. Um, and it was, I think they're, they're always they always go down well. There's none in this week, can I just say? Oh, is there not? No. But oh, we wasn't week, too. It wasn't last week was a blinking nightmare.
1: <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it, we uh, me and Paula had probably the best show we've ever done last week uh, <laughs> with plenty of bloopers to add in there plenty of comical moments yeah so. but this week i think it's gone out, Well, no dolls i think it's gone no out i think there. it's all
0: right i think they finished doing whatever they were dismantling over there <laughs> down the corridor but, um but anyway let's go back to islands so uh if you are coming to visit the Falkland islands uh, well you probably aren't at the moment but if you're coming in for a long uh you know for a long time and you think once once your quarantine's over with and where you're gonna to learn to play the ukulele. Um where to go really? Um now you've been to an island, haven't you? What's your island?
1: I've been to Bleaker Island, so on holiday I went just just to have a relax and nice little chill out. Mm. Um which is brilliant, you know, I loved it. But there's so many islands here, it's not there just is. west and east. No. Oh east and west, sorry. There's so many different little yeah. islands and I'm seeing on uh on Facebook and and, uh, and areas where they're starting to promote their um, well, their lodges really for people to come along and, and have food and, and to, yeah. to spend their time. But you've been to quite a lot of islands, I believe. I've been,
0: been to quite a few islands. Yeah, I've not. I've not. Uh, two that I haven't been to is um, uh, Carcass and uh, Pebble. <clears throat> Only because when I was doing the islands, Pebble was not having people stay there or something i can't remember what it was and carcass clashed with something else that i had to do so somebody else had to go in my place but um the first one i went to was uh sea lion um and i like that because i'm not a particularly you know i don't go on long 10 mile hikes or anything mm. like that so i'm not that way inclined and the penguins and the sea uh, the elephant seals are just on the doorstep you know, you, you, you're on a sh- very, very short walk and you're there. Um, and I think that the penguins are now are really quite close to the lodge. They've expanded oh. their rookeries and they're quite close to the lodge. But that was, that was lovely. Um, and but, then I went to Saunders Island, um, which, again, the most amazing wildlife. Um, I was on the plane. I felt so sick. <laughs> I felt so sick. Oh, were we on a fi- the fire gas plane? I the fire morning? gas, because it goes across Lafonia and it's really quite bumpy, and I was sitting in the back. And um, the, there was a guy in the plane with us who was a karate teacher or something. And um, we landed in Saunders. We did our thing that day. And the following day was okay. And then he was staying in the same place as us, actually. And then when we were due to leave, I said, oh, I'm not looking forward to this because I feel sick. And he went, why don't you have one of these? and gave me a motion sickness tablet. I mean, it was in a blister pack. The way Steve tells it, he was offering me dodgy things out of a plastic bag. It wasn't, I knew exactly what make it was that I was okay. taking. Um, but that, I, I was, yeah, high as a kite after that. That was, it really affected me, it felt great. Um, Weddell, I loved Weddle. Weddle has some kind of odd lighting. I don't know what it is, but I really adore Weddle. Um, it was blimming cold though because it was April and they'd stayed open an extra week for me to go there um, and it, I, I feared for my fingers. I thought I might lose my fingers because it was so, so cold at oh, that time right. of year. But beautiful, beautiful lighting.
1: But how important is it then really for people to go to these islands really to experience, because Stanley's nice, Stanley's brilliant. Stanley's
0: lovely um, and it's not just the islands either. You know, there's loads of places in settlements where people have you know, done up at like Port Sussex um, has got a gorgeous place. I think it's is it called Trout Court, um, where you just sort of fling open your door and you're there on the beach. It's, it's oh, wow. gorgeous. Go um, and the, talking about digital um, detox, there you're in a dip, so you can't actually log on to the um, hotspot.
1: Definitely need to go um, there then. So
0: you are really far away from it. Port Edgar is absolutely gorgeous, plus the fact you've got the um, the fact that I think it was in the, it was the first world war or the second world war and the British government asked all the overseas territories to identify a place that was going to be safe for the royal family to come to and mm. Port Edgar was, was identified as, as the place to be in the Falklands ah, so me, it was gorgeous
1: with with so, which is the best island, then, if you, have to, if you had to pick one? I know that's quite difficult. Don't make me do that. <laughs> so, but if you've got any island that you'd love to go to, again, if I could give you a free ticket for a week in the nicest weather, where would you go if, if you could choose one?
0: If I could choose one, I think, do you know what, it would probably be bleaker. Oh. Because um, Cassard House, I really loved Cassard House, and they did they've done so much to make it environmentally... Um, less on it as an impact so I think it's underfloor heating it's got this conservatory so you can sit in the conservatory when it's chucking it with rain and still you can still see out and see everything Um, and um, I mean Mike and Phil are just fantastic and they've got this indoor barbecue thing this this kind of grill thing did you go and look at that
1: yes yes I did and they they offer uh, like Food and and, beef yeah. and things like that. So you can
0: buy, I think if it's still the case, you can buy meat, uh, meal packs so you'll, they'll actually make a meal for you and then you've just got to heat it up. Yeah. Or you can buy food from their, their stores as well.
1: Well, a lot of it's now self-catering because uh, yeah. they haven't been able to get a chef in. Uh, yeah. So they're doing a lot of self-catering stuff, which is good.
0: But it's all right because Cassard House is lovely. And do you know Absolutely. what? For me, because I'm very, very picky, in Bleecker, in Cassard House, I opened one of the cupboards and there were flasks in there Yes. And I thought, yes, that is brilliant. Somebody who thinks that when you're out about, you need a cup of tea. Absolutely. And that's what you need.
1: And you get a, a Land Rover, well, obviously, uh, you get to hire a Land Rover out as well. Yeah. And drive on the south, which is Which
0: good. you can do in, in a lot of them, I think, yeah. the, a lot of the settlements allow you to do that as well. But,
1: but, but what's special about Bleaker is in the north, it's a protected area for birds. Hmm. Um, but if you go up to the fence and just sit there just for, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes, they become used to you and then they start coming towards you and oh, yeah. you, you just sit there and it's, oh, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend getting a packet of crisps out because they might No, box. I've done that on Saunders.
0: <laughs> um, on Saunders I sat down there to have a a, a picnic. Um, I've got, I've got my sandwiches out and, and my Pringles and all of a sudden there's like 20 striated caracaras, you know, just having a look, what, you, what you got there, you know. <laughs> Give me one days. of the rarest birds of prey in the world, and there's like 20 of them knocking around, Ooh, they, pecking at your feet. Are they them Johnny Rooks? Yeah, Johnny Rooks, yeah. Because
1: uh, they were following me. There was like a circle of them all following me <laughs> on the Land Rover. And uh, obviously, it was the first time there. I didn't know what they were, so I was a pretty pretty yeah. nervous. Yeah. I thought they might have. Been, in fact, what
0: we might do is we might throw some pictures of um, the okay. islands over, over the top of this. So if you're watching this, if you're listening to this on iTunes, that's great. But pop over to the YouTube channel and have a look on the video on the YouTube channel to see what we're doing then. Anyway, I think that comes to the end of our podcast this week. Only because Mr. Fomes has walked in the door and he needs to look at his bread at home, as we've said. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're just talking about your epic bread that you made yeah that's what we know that's it my new company steve's epic bread
0: okay excellent (laughs) there we go you heard it here first (laughs) folks um anyway don't forget to subscribe online to fitv and don't forget to listen in next week see you later bye